I do know something that'll get a good rise out of you, though. What? Um, apparently, Universal Orlando, without announcing this to anybody, opened up a Beetlejuice haunted house on October 30th and 31st, or 31st and, and November 1st. And uh, it was only open for two days. I mean... Not going to lie, I kind of always thought that something like that was going to happen. Mm. Still sucks, though. I I, I, I mean, I personally don't see the rationale with uh, opening a haunted house as a surprise on Halloween. Like, I mean, they've opened up scare zones as a surprise before. Yeah, but a full fucking haunted house? It was probably... Based on Beetlejuice? It was probably already built and just sitting there. And just for two days only, they decided to increase the uh, the cast member count enough to where they could open up this third house. That'd be my guess. Yeah, but why wouldn't they have done it four weeks earlier with the, o- like, with the other ones? Fuck you, that's why. Eh, good enough, I suppose. So I'm assuming you expected a more bombastic uh, reaction uh, out of me for that news story. Yeah, I thought you would be funnier. Yeah, well... You know, I I had already been clued in that Universal was going to do something additional towards the end of the season. I just didn't know what or when. And, you know, Halloween, much like we, is only dust in the wind, man. So it goes. Yeah, that ain't too deep. (laughs) From the director of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. When two ghosts can't talk the living into leaving their house. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? They call the ghost... Beetlejuice! ...with the most... Can you be scary? What do you think of this? This is amazing. Michael Keaton... ...is a ghost called Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. Rated PG. Sneak preview Saturday, March 26th. So, who the hell are you? David. And I am Ness, and this is another episode of the Splatterpunks podcast, Splatcast, Super Splat Brothers show. Yep. Yeah. And what is our topic this evening? Uh, We're going to be talking about the one thing that no one's been, no one had the guts to talk about this week, the election 2020. Please say psych. (laughs) No, we're going to have the we're going to talk about the one thing that nobody actually had the guts to talk about. Uh, Horror film franchises with the steepest drop off in quality. Yeah. So um, nobody wants to inflame a horror fandom the week of Halloween. So we waited until everyone was distracted with uh, the uh, disintegration of our democracy. Yeah. Like a rational person. Indeed. So I think we are actually in agreement uh, for what uh, we think the answer is. So we'll save that one for the last. Um, let's start off with what I think has the least uh, steep drop off of the major horror franchises. Friday the 13th. Yeah, I mean... With with each successive entry, they all got worse and worse reviews. And particularly with the later entries, like Freddy vs. Jason, Jason X, even uh, Jason Goes to Hell. There, Those are 
they have they have their fans, but they're not as universally beloved as you know part two or part six or what have you. Yeah, I personally I think that the the golden age of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise was actually um, parts five through or yeah parts five through. I'm going to say seven. Really? Those were like, those really, were part like the five where the killer is Roy, the paramedic. Yeah. That is a, I mean, I had fun with it. That That is a take I had not heard before. Yeah. Certified spicy. Yeah. Um, I think that was, yeah, I think that was the, the best years of the Friday, the 13th franchise personally. Yeah. Um, Everyone has a uh, a different favorite Friday. I think probably the one with, that would get the most votes if we put it to a poll would probably be part two, uh, either mm. that or part seven. Um, part seven was good. Part or not part seven, part six. Jason lives. That one was also good for different reasons. Uh, yeah, not not the one where Jason fights uh, legally distinct Carrie. Yeah, the best kind of Carrie. Yeah. Although Possib- that, honestly, that was also a pretty good one. Honestly, possibly my best Friday, uh, my favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie, the legally distinct Carrie. <laughs> well, I thought you just said, oh yeah, you you said like five through eight. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's also another uh, controversial opinion. Is you actually like uh, Jason Takes Manhattan? Yeah. Well, not as much as uh, I think six and seven are probably my two favorite. Okay. Yeah. So J- Jason lives and uh, fuck. What did they call the uh, the Jason versus Carrie movie? Um, I think it was the New Blood. Yeah, the New Blood. Okay. Yeah. So Jason lives and the New Blood are my two favorites. Yeah. You know, it, it just occurs to me that I've never really given much thought as to what my favorite would be. Uh, since you said uh part six. Is one of your favorites? I'll just go with part two for a variety. Hmm. But you know, a lot of them are pretty good. I mean, part, part two is probably the most coherent movie. No, the first one was pretty coherent, but yeah. Uh, a lot of people also like part four, the final Friday. I I mean that one is pretty good, but I can't say that I'm in love with it. He's mm. got weird hairless Corey Feldman child. Yeah, that was that was something. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what, but it was something. Yeah. But yeah, um, despite having a reputation for the movies getting shittier and cheaper as time went on, I don't think that really holds up to even modest scrutiny. Um, you know, honestly, the fact that they got cheaper and shittier over time. Well, they didn't, is what I'm saying. Um, the budget's actually like uh, the the first one had a budget of like. Like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it was like half a million for the uh, first mo- for the first movie. Yeah, and um, uh, the the original string of movies peaked at like three or four million, yeah. something like that. So you know they demonstrably got uh, the production value demonstrably got higher. It's, it's just, just like the, the, longer the concepts the... got squirrelier and squirrelier. Well, yeah, because the longer it went on, uh, the the more hoop, the more logic hoops they had to jump through to uh, explain why Jason keeps coming back. And that's why I think I like the those like mid to late era Friday the Thirteenth movies so much is because they are just fucking bonkers. Like I actually that, really like the Final Friday. 
where he's like a, a, a body possessing demon worm for most of it. Yeah, I mean that one's pretty good too. It's though at, at at that time they're also kind of like you know dipping into the CGI and that kind of stuff. So it's it's getting was there CGI in that one? It's getting corny as shit in a different way. Um, yeah, I don't think there was CGI in a Friday the Thirteenth movie until Jason X. I'm pretty sure. I'm not entirely sure. I think that uh, the final Friday might have had CGI with with some of the, like the hellworms or whatever. No, that was a puppet. Pretty sure. All of it? I believe so. It's, it's been a minute since I've watched it, but... Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, I could be wrong, and I very often am. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, J- uh, Jason X, they had to CGI in the, uh, the, the uh, nanomachine ants that reconstruct him into a cyborg. Yeah. God, that that movie's dumb as hell, but I like it. I like it a lot. Well, I mean, all of the Friday the 13th movies are dumb as hell. Uh, like I was saying, the first one was pretty straightforward. It's a it's a Italian giallo style uh who done it with, you know, co- complete with POV shots and a black hand a black gloved hand holding a knife and everything. I feel like that had just has like the fact that it is like an American Jalo film just has like a baseline of s- dumb as hell. <laughs> Elaborate on that. Like none of these movies were particularly like highbrow intellectual whodunits or anything like that. Well, neither were the Giallos. That yeah, that's the name the name Giallo comes from the Italian word for yellow. Yeah, uh, referring to uh, the yeah, they were they were basically yeah, they were basically like Italian pulp novels, and that's what I'm getting at. Like none of these were ever highbrow or anything like that. Mm. Like they were always meant to be kind of dumb and cheap and sleazy. One thing I've always wondered. That, I, I, one I, thing I, I've always wondered about. Uh, pretty sure it was the first one. Uh, is where they're playing strip monopoly, and I've always wondered how that works. Well, it, it's all right. So there's a complex uh, a complex set of rules that you have to graft onto the existing monopoly rules. All right, <laughs> which already has a uh, convoluted set of rules. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like risk, but you know it's still it's it's very Roman in a sense because it's uh you know uh domination through the acquisition of capital, but also there's nudity involved. Yeah, that might be the most Roman thing conceivable. <laughs> Pretty sure that's just what I Claudius was back in the eighties. Yeah, I was I I was thinking more um uh Caligula. <laughs> well yeah, I Claudius is technically a sequel to Caligula. Hey, looking at Roman history, yeah, I suppose you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um Where's the Nero movie? Um there was Caligula reincarnated as Nero. Okay. <laughs> also, Caligula reincarnated as Hitler. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as exciting as the title makes it sound. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, one of those, like, no-budget Italian shit shows. And not the fun kind, like a Bruno Mate- Maybe Actually, I think that was a Bruno Mattei movie, just not one of his good ones. Yeah, I kind of want to see like you know Alec Guinness as uh like as as Hitler like fisting uh like a member of the SS or something like that. I don't think he ever did that movie, but you can always see uh, Gregory Peck as Joseph Mengele and the boys from Brazil. 
That was a weird career choice. Well, you know, do you know why the Mockingbird sings? <laughs> something, something genetic child soldiers. <laughs> yeah, thereabouts. <laughs> um. So yeah, Friday the 13th. Um, out of all the slasher movies, I think it has uh, the most consistent quality. It's even when the movies aren't very good, they are still good at being Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're the most consistent in that they were never highbrow. So yeah, they, the, brow had, the brow only had so far to sink. Basically, as long as they weren't boring, uh, they could not fail. Yeah. Which is the problem most people have with uh, Jason Takes Manhattan is like 80% of the movies on that fucking boat. Well, did you say that they were the least boring slashers? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I would disagree on that point because... Well, what I said was um, as long as they're not boring, they can't fail. Hmm. Okay. Because I've seen some some not good but also not boring slashers yeah well yeah it's kind of the same uh same principle like hacko lantern's a piece of shit it's not boring yeah <laughs> i i am a i'm a lifelong evangelist of slumber party massacre too yeah with the with the rockabilly driller killer well that one i think was supposed to be shitty on purpose and is one of the rare movies that was able to actually pull that gambit off. Yeah, it was one. I, I I think that I think that's the the case. It was it was one of those rare, just diamonds in the rough. That was just they set out to make a shitty movie, and it was a piece of shit, but it was still entertaining. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's that that that's definitely a statistical outlier that probably shouldn't be counted. Yeah. But moving on to what I think is uh, has the second least severe drop-off, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. Because those movies, like Friday the 13th, also got uh, squirrely in their later entries. Um, like, to be, dr- like to be Dream frank, Child I don't and... have as much expertise on the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Okay, so... Uh, how many have you seen? Uh, I think like the, I think just maybe just the first two, honestly. Mm. Okay. So yeah. Um, uh, the first one is a classic despite the fact that it doesn't really have an ending. Yeah. Uh, Wes Craven himself admitted that the way that the movie ends the way it does is because they couldn't figure out an ending. So they just took all of the half finished ideas for endings they had and Frankenstein them together. Yeah, I mean the like looking at the the slasher genre more broadly, it was kind of on its way out and cuz like it was kind of running out of ideas until uh Nightmare on Elm Street kind of like, you know, defibrillated it and introduced some new ideas and kept the genre alive for a couple more years. Yeah, that's probably fair because after um cuz first it was all Halloween knockoffs and then it was all Friday the 13th knockoffs. And then that started to really get stale until uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, brought new life back into it. And I I don't think anyone ever really succeeded in ripping off Nightmare on Elm Street, unless you want to count, like, uh, Slumber Party Massacre with its, like, goofy, joke-cracking killer thing. But Which I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a, as a Nightmare on Elm Street knockoff or imitator. 
Yeah, I'd throw it in there. All right. <laughs> and, you know, the, the 90s ended up being the same thing with Wes Craven again when he brought back slasher movies with Scream. And then there yeah. was like a thousand shitty uh, not Screams for 10 years. I have arrived at an idea of what you achieved in the last season. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then there was Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which I consider kind of the uh, Halloween 3 of the franchise, where it dared to do something different. And because it was different, everyone hated it. Nightmare 2? Yeah. And also it was real gay? It was real gay. It's a whole documentary. You can watch about it. <laughs> but I mean, what... what Honestly, entry... that, that, that coach deserved everything he got. <laughs> but what entry in that franchise didn't do something weird and different? Um, After Part 3, The Dream Warriors, uh, mo- most people say that that was like the last good one. Um, And it was also like the bridge from scary Freddy to jokey Freddy because he was still a menacing figure in part three, but he was starting to get more of the smarm, which was largely absent in the two previous movies. And then from there, he was basically just like the, 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 the jokester from, uh, from the, uh, from the bat guy comics. Yeah. <laughs> Only with dream powers and uh, the, the justifications for how he kept coming back much like Jason got, sillier but also more convoluted due to his nature as a dream demon and a dreamin', as we like to call them in the business yeah until uh they finally uh uh jumped the uh shark uh with freddy's dead by having it be in 3d but only for the last five minutes <laughs> well after the uh 3d gimmick was already well dead yeah uh and then they did uh new nightmare which i think everyone liked yeah, critics at least liked it. I don't know how well, fans feel about it, but uh, a new nightmare was kind of a, a deconstruction of the slasher genre, which you know, oh, is, Wes Craven doing you know, a deconstruction of the slasher yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what, what I was getting at is like it was it was the prototype of the formula that he would ultimately perfect and scream. And then splitting the difference between the two franchises, there was Freddy versus Jason, which remains controversial. When you're talking about like shitty CGI, that is. The movie I would think of. It's like that's the one where Freddy is like an Alice in Wonderland caterpillar rendered in like. I don't even want to say like PS1. I want to say like Sega Saturn graphics. It looks real bad. Yeah. And it was also at that point we were in like the early 2000s. So the, uh, you know, likable and memorable slasher protagonists had been replaced by, you know, copies of copies of copies of the characters from scream and also uh one of the girls from destiny's child who was not beyonce (laughs) yeah the the early 2000s was kind of rough for horror films in general i would say the 90s was pretty rough for horror films in general yeah it's like how many good horror movies did we have in the 90s uh Candyman, jacob's ladder scream sort of I'm kind of lukewarm on that movie, but I know a lot of people like it. Blair Witch? Blair Witch. Uh, New Nightmare. Uh, other did than... you say Candyman? I did. That was. Okay. I think that was the first thing I said. Um, Yeah. I'd... Well, also in the 90s, like there wasn't as much to be afraid of. Yeah. Uh, the, the specter of communism had faded. 
the specter of the yeah, war the, on the, terror the, had not yet ascended. Yeah, the Berlin Wall had fallen, and the uh, the Twin Towers had not yet fallen. So uh, truly, it was were, a halcyon age. Yeah, people were you know just like you know eating the lotus flowers in Elysium over there. Yeah, it was the only point in time where Smash Mouth could have existed. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, you know, once we again achieve synthesis, the fourth wave of ska will come. <laughs> yeah, all the more reason to work towards world peace. <laughs> Be checkered checkered shirt, checkered uh, shoes and uh, Hawaiian shirts all day long. Yeah. Do you people want a specials reunion or not? <laughs> I do. But, uh, yeah. Wait, that... What's his name from Con Air does? Dave Chappelle? No. John Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Cusack wants a special reunion. High Fidelity is actually a pretty pretty good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's the movie I used to explain to Dad what Captain Beefheart was. Hmm. Why would, why were you explaining <laughs> to like what in what situation would you need to explain to Dad what Captain Beefheart is? We were talking about prog rock. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, did you never saw Freddy versus Jason? I don't assume. Actually, I don't think I'd ever did. No. Yeah, it's. This movie is extremely okay. Uh, a lot. Of, uh, I mean, I, 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 I know all of like the twists and turns of the movie. So like, there's not really any like surprise to it anymore, but yeah, I mean, they actually contrive a good reason for why Freddie and Jason would be in conflict. And whenever they're actually on screen, it's, it gets pretty good. Uh, it's just that that's a minority of the movie. Yeah. As tends to be the way. Yeah. It's like in, you know, part eight when Jason took Manhattan and he was only in Manhattan for like five minutes. Very much of the same reason. Uh, there was like multiple big uh, fight scene set pieces that got cut out due to budget. Yeah. Well, we're at about uh, 23 minutes now. Uh, do you think now would be a good time to cut to commercial? Yeah. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. For generations, they have been the two biggest names in terror. He may get the blood, but I'll get the glory. Freddy's coming back. And this summer, for the first time ever, she's mine! Two legends will come together. It's time to put this bad dog to sleep. Of course! Freddy versus Jason. Winner kills all. Rated R. Yeah, we're we're not doing video games on this list, but if we were, we could easily do like a deep cut on uh, the Silent Hill franchise. Three classic games, one that was okay, kind of a mixed bag, and then it all fell apart from there. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much insight on that because I don't play any video games because representational art is haram, but... <laughs> Uh yeah. Um I mean you 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 know you know the concept of Silent Hill. I'm pretty sure you at least saw the movie. Yeah, it fucking did. I <laughs> was a piece of shit. <laughs> I liked the first movie. I remember uh a character arriving at a foggy town and running into a building 
and being confronted with a monster and screaming and running into another building and being confronted with a monster and screaming and running into another building and being confronted with a monster and screaming and running into another building and being confronted with a monster and screaming so on and so forth until I fell asleep eh yeah it it, it has story problems did it have a story? Yeah, it, it it arguably suffers from taking too much story elements from uh, the first game. Which, you know, doing a one-to-one conversion of a video game to a film is usually a terrible idea. I don't know, work for that German guy, right? Don quoi? Oh, Uwe Boll? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, those weren't movies. Those were uh, complicated tax schemes. Yeah. Silent Hill was an American movie. Though, I mean, so they like sixty percent of movies are these days, right? I mean, there's the reason why the phrase Hollywood accounting exists, but yeah. I mean, do you think that there's a rational reason why they make like forty uh, Marvel movies a year? Merchandising. Hey, do the films make the money? Nah, the toys make the money. Toys, t-shirts. Uh, supplementary cartoons, amusement park rides. The comics do not make the money. The, the comics make the least money. Yeah, the comic... They probably folks, make negative money. Yeah, folks, if you want to make money, do not get into comic books. But, uh, yeah. Uh, comics comics will break your heart. <laughs> well, you should at least be happy since uh, we're not getting any more Silent Hill content, period, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's probably the best. Since Konami has decided just to sit on the rights and use it to make pachinko machines. Did we need more content? Uh, Well, we very nearly got a Silent Hill game uh, directed by Hideo Kojima with uh, creative uh, uh, contributions from Guillermo del Toro and Junji Ito. So that probably would have been good. Nah. I suppose that probably would have been good. Yeah, the internet went butt when, fuck when the uh, playable teaser trailer came out on the PlayStation Network. It, but nah, yeah. you don't get it. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> you you haven't earned it. You yeah. didn't clap hard enough. Tinkerbell didn't come back to life. <laughs> Film franchises, though, um, I'm kind of on the fence on what I should what we should go with next. Uh, I think I'm gonna pick the next entry just because it's a fairly short one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. The original, um, basically a perfect horror film. Yeah, one of the most horrifying films ever committed to film. Yeah, uh, for me, it's basically a uh, coin flip between that and John Carpenter's The Thing for what I think is the greatest horror film ever made. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre might actually take it in that in that toss-up. Like I said, it's a coin flip. I could go either way. Yeah. Then the sequel, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. The Cash Grab ostensibly a sequel but in effect much more of a spoof of the original yeah still has the same director it has uh like an energy comparable to like you know uh evil dead 2 yeah yeah that's 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 apt if anything it might actually go a little further than evil dead 2 dennis hopper like screaming like a madman and getting into a chainsaw duel. i'm the lord of the harvest bring it all down i'll send you back to hell so, you know, uh, a theory I've heard before is that Toby Hooper probably realized that he could never top the original. So he decided to just, like, 
take a third. Do a mountain of cocaine. Well, yes, but take a third option and just like not even try. Just like go in a completely different direction. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, I think it worked. Yeah. I, I think people at the time didn't really get it, but it has definitely picked up a following over the years. Yeah, I mean, there there was no way to make an effective sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, t- you know, like the original film. No, probably not. Um, and it's it, it's pretty much perfect as a you know horror capsule. And if you tried, probably the if you tried to do a serious sequel to the original, you would probably just end up ch- making a a shitty movie and b cheapening the original in the process. Yeah. So I feel like this is basically the only thing that he could do. Yeah, well, I mean, you could also just leave the franchise alone. Yeah, but then someone else would come along and make a shitty sequel to the original. At at least if he stays on, he gets to make the absolute bonkers movie that we know and love today. I suppose. Yeah. That feels like an exercise in falling on a sword. (laughs) No, falling on a sword would have been... uh... Jesus, what... Because what, I mean, what was it, Life Force, where um he just spent most of his time in his trailer doing cocaine and the uh like uh assist and like the production assistant directed most of the movie, that's well, falling on a sword. Well, I mean because Texas Chainsaw Massacre eventually did get remade into just like a shitty, forgettable early two thousands movie. Honestly, I don't even hate the remake that much because at least it added things that I liked. Like, it had Arlie Ermey as the sheriff who's in on the whole thing. He was great. He's, he basically plays a very similar character as uh, Dennis Hopper in Part 2, only evil instead of just crazy. And that was fun. And I know some people just like it because it's gorier than the original. Personally, it's not my, personally, it's not my cup of tea since I like just, like, the, the sweaty, oily grittiness of the original over just buckets and buckets of gore but yeah i mean i that's that's one of the 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 best aspects of the original film is that it's not particularly gory it's macabre but it's not very gory but it could be that the that the filmmakers kind of acknowledged that hooper had kind of caught lightning in a bottle and it would be stupid of them to even try and recreate it because best case scenario you just have a copy of the original which no one will watch because why would they when the original exists yeah may as well do your own thing so, yeah, I, I have a softer view on the remake than most. Honestly, I think that, like, one of the best and the worst things to ever happen to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the title. Because, in what regard? Because the title um, definitely got butts in seats. Like, it, you know, it, it was an exploitation film. Like, you know, it, it got, got plenty of eyeballs on the screen with a title like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it also pigeonholed it as, you know, like a cheap exploitation film. And it's always, you know, it's it's never really broken out of that mold. Like a lot of people have tried to kind of uh, sing the virtues of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a really, uh, you know, just like a really interesting film outside of that uh, mold. But it really still hasn't. It it hasn't yet really broken out of that. You know what I mean? I'm not sure that I would agree since people who actually study film know that it's an excellent movie. And so the only people who would like make that mistake are like John Q moviegoer who was probably not doing like deep cinematic analysis anyways. 
So who fucking cares? Yeah. Yeah, because I actually did. I actually did go to school and study film, and like my professors knew that they knew that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a good movie. Title be damned. Well, anyway. Anyways, uh, and then we get into Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, which I believe was the first appearance of Vigo Mortensen as uh, as one of the crazies. So uh, I I I I just like pointing out uh, spots where you can see like a famous, well known actor who got their start in horror movies. It's one of those little things that I enjoy. And that one is arguably the Evil Dead 2, where it's kind of a pseudo-remake of the original. And a much more boring version of the original. I just remember the trailer where they were doing the Lady in the Lake recreation. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, he gets, like, a thrown a chainsaw out of a yeah. lake, holds it aloft, and then, like, lightning strikes it like he's... Uh, Oh, was that a He-Man thing where he gets struck by a cross between He-Man and Shazam? I don't even know, man. I'm not sure what they were going for, but it was odd. Yeah, odd and bad. Yeah. Um, I know there was a test version where uh, Ken Forey's character uh, got killed off like pretty graphically, and audiences reacted uh, negatively to that because Ken Forey is just so charismatic that they. <laughs> They didn't want him to get killed off. So he just so in the final cut he just shows up again later on with like some cuts on his head and he's fine. Yeah, that that movie was a fucking mess. And it's barely worth talking about. And then the worst slash best one in the series is the return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The next generation. Also known as the Next Generation. Yeah. yeah. It originally released only to film festivals under the name Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This movie went nowhere until it's two two of its main stars uh, both hit it big. Uh, a lady named Renee Zellweger and a fella named Matthew McConaughey. All of a sudden, whoever owned the rights to this piece of shit was like, We, we got a meal ticket here, boys! So they... Uh, hurriedly uh shuffled it out into theaters and onto video despite uh zellweger and mcconaughey's agents suing to try and stop it <laughs> uh, out of fear that it would damage their clients careers i mean i saw it on many a blockbuster shelves in the late 90s <laughs> yeah and it is also it's it's another like pseudo remake where okay actually i actually described the plot of this to you like years and years ago and you just like looked at me like I had put drugs in your popcorn. <laughs> so it's like this this group of like thirty somethings on their way to prom, uh, get like thrown off the road or whatever, and they end up like coming to the Sawyer house for help. And Matthew McConaughey is like the head of the family, spends most of his time running around grunting and screaming like an idiot. Leatherface is now a transvestite. And it turns out that they're all working for the Illuminati uh, to, like, spread terror for the globalists or something. Very 90s. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the first time I described the plot to you uh, in more detail, you're just like, this sounds like an Ed Wood movie. Like, the what I'm picturing in my head is that the Illuminati guy holding a hammer and saying, this is the true meaning of fear. It's like, he should just be like, the guy who played... He should just be like Criswell wrapped in tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> you and your stupid, stupid ideas. This is the true meaning of horror. 
Yeah, and that was uh, the last of the original slate of Texas Chainsaw movies before we went to the remake. Except it's super not. Because the, uh, a couple years back, they came out with Texas Chainsaw 3D, which was a direct sequel to the original. I mean, it's a choice. Yeah. They all, and they uh, turned, uh, much like uh, the original part two, they turned uh, Leatherface into a sort of... Uh, ubermensch able to just like lift cars with his bare hands and shit and it oh they also did like a laurie strode twist where like uh, the main character turns out to be his sister or his cousin or something and it ends with her like adopting a baby and joining the family all right (laughs) that movie was a goddamn mess i have to assume that it had like 50 scripts at one point that all just got fused into one puddle so yeah honestly I like the first two Texas Chainsaw Massacres a lot on their own merits, but considering just like how far this very simple premise got off the rails, I feel like it might be contender for a most significant drop off. That is possible. However, the challenger to that title, Halloween. Well, Halloween's up there. Yeah. Uh, let, let's get into that because like I said I think we were saving our initial pick for the fi- for the finale yeah so Halloween um yeah the original um not a whole lot about it that can be said uh, that hasn't already been said although I will say uh, this year on Halloween I actually got to watch it with a room full of people who had never seen it before and that was a treat yeah actually that sounds pretty tight yeah. Uh, it's like they were all aghast at the first big reveal when the 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 stabby McStaverson from the opening scene is like a ten year old or whatever. Yeah. And then um, the the final twist at the end where it's like, oh, he's not actually dead. Uh, that actually got at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, Granted, she was also high. So. Well, to 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 watch Halloween with a live like you know a a room full of people who are like you know live never seen it before and they're actually like you know into it that's that's fucking oh. a treat oh my god i need to I, I need to get back together with them and watch uh from dusk till dawn because i have always wanted to watch from dusk till dawn with people who didn't know what it was actually about <laughs> yeah but um yeah i yeah i don't i i don't think i've seen halloween with anybody who hasn't already seen the movie and years and years and years i don't know it's big fun uh definitely uh seek out that experience if you can yeah yeah if you have the opportunity to like if you if you have a friend or an acquaintance or anybody who has never seen halloween before uh get together with them on uh halloween and pop in the movie halloween it's a treat uh, and then Halloween 2 has a bit of a controversial reputation. I personally think it's okay. Yeah. Um, the plot twist is stupid, and I don't really care for it. It Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, Halloween 3 is uh, my second favorite of the series after the original. Well, I like that. I like the idea that they were going with, you know, trying to make it a anthology yeah. series. But the, the yeah, problem is... Yeah, spoiler alerts for, a, like almost 40 year old movie at the end of uh halloween 2 they kill off michael myers for goodsies blow him up and burn him in burn him to a crisp and then that was supposed to be the end of that story well you didn't even have to spoil it that much you could just say that you know 
Halloween 3 was supposed to be the start of a new story. <laughs> eh. Eh. But I feel like cares? the statute of limitations <laughs> on Halloween 2 spoilers is well and truly passed. Eh. But yeah, I mean, Halloween was originally supposed to be an anthology series, which I think would have been a really fucking cool idea. But uh, audiences saw Halloween 3 and were like, where's Michael Myers? Where's the fucking mask guy? This is fucking bullshit. And uh, producers were like, okay. Um, Halloween 3 went over like a lead rock, so... We're going to make a fourth movie, and here's your fucking Michael Myers. Here's the return of Michael Myers. Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Which, yeah, Halloween 4 is definitely a step down from Halloween or even from Halloween 2. It's still not a terrible movie. It's not a terrible movie, but... It definitely lives in the shadows of its predecessors. In fact, plot-wise, it's almost a pseudo remake of the original because it follows it's basically the force awakens of the franchise where it just follows the exact same plot beats okay well you know how with like uh the friday the 13th movies as they go on and they get shittier over time they get better in a in a certain regard that does not happen here yeah that doesn't happen with the halloween movies as they go on and they get shittier they 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 don't get better they just get shittier yeah I mean, Daniel Harris is in it in her first role as the little girl. Um, she's like, a, the, she was like the rare, excellent child actress. And now she's like a beloved figure on the horror circuit. That's about as much nice th- things that I can say about this movie. Uh, that and I really like the opening credit sequence. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's probably the best I can say about any of the latter Halloween movies. Because they just they just evolved to dog shit halloween 5 i barely remember like i think it picks up after the events of 4 where the revenge of michael myers yeah where harris's character uh character jamie is now like traumatized and mute and also kind of psychic like she can sense michael myers and then he comes back yeah and then it ends on that, like, stupid, like, fucking Tommy Jarvis stinger ending like they already did in Friday the 13th, which never got a payoff. Oh, wait, no, that was, that, was, uh, that was part four that ended like that. I think part five ended that way, too. No, part four was, like, they, they shot him into the mine, I believe. Like, yeah. they shot the shit out of him and he fell into the mine. Yeah, and then Jamie recreates uh, Michael's first stabbing from the first movie. Yeah. Complete with clown suit and everything setting her up as like a future killer which never gets paid off yeah which also i hated yeah uh like i said they had already done that in uh friday the 13th part four with tommy jarvis yeah which also never got a payoff then they did it again in part five with tommy jarvis again with no payoff stop setting up movies that you're not going to make yeah you knew no one was gonna watch a halloween movie without michael myers in it why even bother teasing it i honestly really hated the end of part four it shit sucked it's not great and then part six is a time gap after six might be the worst well (laughs) depends on which version (laughs) yeah famously part six is the version with two versions uh, the movie with two versions, the theatrical cut 
And then the producer's cut, which has to be the only producer's cut I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, one uh, goes much deeper into, like, the the cult shit that they started setting up back in part four. And, like, finally brings that full circle. And then that, in, in, uh, the, the, in uh, the, the test screenings, that went over poorly with, like, 14-year-old boys. So they cut it down into the theatrical version that is just as bad but far more incomprehensible and also cuts out most of uh donald pleasance's scenes in the last movie he ever made rip <laughs> yeah yeah they actually couldn't get him back for uh uh reshoots for the theatrical release on account of him coming down with a case of death i guess it's neat seeing uh the first appearance of paul rudd and then a year later they came out with h2o which was a reboot of the entire series <laughs> uh not a reboot it's a direct sequel to halloween one yeah. So it just throws all of the sequels. Actually, I think it's a sequel to Halloween 2. I think that shit is still in continuity yeah. for H2O. Okay. Uh, this, w- this was something that I actually wanted to talk about in one of our episodes, which was the Halloween continuities. Yeah, just get, just having like the uh, the It's Always Sunny Charlie corkboard of the Pepe Sylvia of the Halloween franchise. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we'll get into in a latter episode. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to mention that like uh, in part four, uh, 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 because there's I, like I, at, there's at least six different Halloween film franchise continuities that I've identified, and Laurie has been killed off almost as many times as Michael Myers. Yeah, like in between part two and part four, she dies off camera in a car accident because Jamie Lee Curtis was too big of a star to come back for more of these fucking movies. Yeah, except when she doesn't, because she's not as too big of a star anymore. And she was still a big star when they did H two O, but you know, uh, I guess out of a sense of fondness and respect for the movie that started her career, she wanted to come back for what was supposed to be the finale. Yeah. Halloween H four O. Also. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then H two O was, it, it, it was a 90 slasher movie, which means it kind of sucked. Yeah. Everybody kind of looked like they were in a scream movie. Yeah. LL Cool J is there for some reason. <laughs> As a bumble as a bumble king security guard, <laughs> I don't even remember if he lives or not. Probably not. Are you thinking of Halloween Resurrection? No, that's the one where we bring in Buster Rhymes. Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure H two O had LL Cool J in it, but it's been a minute since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. I don't even want it. I don't even care about talking about H two O. Halloween Resurrection, um, that's the one where you have Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks running a, like, found footage style, scare tactics-style reality show in the Myers house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're basically doing, like, the scariest places on Earth. And, and then Michael Myers comes back, and he adds... Yeah, it's like, yeah, fuck it, don't watch this movie. He ends up getting defeated by a karate kick in Buster Rhymes. <laughs> or do watch this movie because Michael Myers gets end up ends up getting defeated by a karate kicking Buster Rhymes. And that's how the original version of this iconic series ended. Cause after that they did yeah. the Rob zombie remake. Yeah. That was, that was the, uh, the end of that flailing failing saga. <laughs> yeah. Chronology. And, uh, the Rob zombie movies, uh, they're their own thing. So I'm not going to bother talking about them right now. If we do like a Halloween deep dive, we can get into that at another point. 
And uh, then they came out with the 2018 movie, which is um, a direct sequel to the original. So it even throws out Halloween 2. And I've still actually not seen it, but um, it got a lot of great reviews. So Yeah. And I guess Halloween Kills is coming out next year then. Yeah. It's supposed it was, to be this year, but... Plague, plague were declared. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Halloween to Halloween Resurrection was, I think, a pretty severe and sudden decline. Well, it declined in new and interesting ways. <laughs> did it? Were they interesting? I mean, I did not expect Buster Rhymes to karate kick uh, Michael Myers to death. Yeah, it, like if, if you if you if I was in 1981, I would be like, yeah, that probably is not going to happen. I don't know. I think if any franchise declined in interesting ways, it would probably be Texas Chainsaw because they just got fucking weird with it, almost immediately. Yeah. Well, I would I would also point to the Slumber Party Massacre franchise, which yeah. immediately got weird with it. Yeah, but it can't really decline since that was that's always what it was about. Speaking of getting weird with it. Yeah, and something that was, for its time, fairly weird to begin with. Um, I think we both agreed before we even started recording this that the franchise with the steepest drop-off is Hellraiser. Yep. So Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2 uh, really need no introduction. Hellraiser, classic. Hellraiser 2, also a classic. At least as good as the original, if not better. Well, Dr. Shenard is uh, unnecessary, shall we say? Yeah, but I feel like the expanded scope of the rest of it makes up for it. Yeah. Getting getting to actually see uh, the inside of the labyrinth. That that's that stuff's all great. Yeah, seeing like the a, a, you know, a peek at the lore of like, you know, Leviathan and all that shit. Yeah, Julia back as uh, the primary antagonist. Yeah. She 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 plays a mean villain. And then Hellraiser 3. Yeah. That Honestly, was... it's not it's not the worst in the franchise, but I feel like this It's not the worst in the it, franchise now. It's no. the harbinger of everything that was to come. Yeah, that's why it's not the worst in the franchise. It's just the beginning of the end. Yeah, um this movie didn't have to be bad, but like on paper it seems like it should work cuz I guess uh, so yeah, um at at the end of uh Hellraiser 2, Pinhead is kind of destroyed but not really seemingly what's happened is that he's been separated from his mortal self so his demon self is just gets loose on earth and starts running amok with no restrictions that could have been an interesting setup for a movie but then he produces like cd head or the cd centibite yeah, no, and camera face no yeah his name is a uh, dj and bartender <laughs> Yeah, he just he he just turns some fucking randos that he met in a nightclub into Cenobites, and they just go on a merry jaunt through the streets of city. Yeah, city. It it looks like the city from The Crow. Honestly, what was that? Detroit. Uh, I think that was L.A. I'm okay. not. I'm not sure. Okay, well, it looks like a depopulated version of L.A. I guess. Whatever. That might have been the second Crow movie. I don't know. Yeah, City of Angels. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, yeah, he's just like 
it, it takes forever for this movie to get going. And then once it does, it's just a lot of pinhead just kind of like walking through desolate, abandoned streets, going into a church, saying uh, some yeah, Freddy Krueger lines. The, the, the best fucking part of the whole movie where he just like spreads himself across the altar and is just, I am the way. Yeah. Fourth movie was pretty good. Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Yeah, that was the one where they kind of like delve into a little bit of the history, right? Yeah, it, it it's effectively an anthology movie with the only combining link being Pinhead and a member of the uh, of the uh, Lemarcand bloodline. Lemarcand being the guy who originally built the puzzle box. Yeah. So we get some good lore. Um, the the segments on their own are all pretty good. I think it unfairly gets written off as Hellraiser in space where the, the space bits are basically just a framing device. But from there... Oh, Jesus, from there. I can't even remember half of these fucking movies. Um, I, think I think after that is five, Inferno. Yeah, it's like they, they stopped numbering after part three, so like I can't remember most of which are which, except for one, which we'll fucking get to. But yeah, I, I think was Inferno the one where they bring back... Um, uh, I forget her name, but the actress who played Kirsty in the original. No, that, I think that was Hellseeker. Could be. Like, like I said, all and these... How, I, I saw Hellseeker, like I watched the entire thing, and I was just like, oh my god, this is so boring. Okay, so basically what happened with Hellraiser was... Um, Hellraiser Bloodlines was the last one for a while that was actually written to be... A Hellraiser movie. Um, after that, they just started taking off like random scripts that they had bought, shoehorning Pinhead into like the last fifteen minutes and call it and releasing it straight to DVD. Yeah, which is why none of these movies make sense and they're all boring as shit. Yeah, uh, Hellseeker was boring as shit. Um, I, the one that came after that, I believe, was Hellworld. Uh, well, which... but there was another one in there. Um. Uh, which basically just did the Jacob's Ladder thing where the protagonist has been dead and in hell the whole time. Ooh, uh, I think that was Deader. Yeah. yeah, Deader. Yeah, that one fucking, that, that was some lame bullshit. Yeah, so... Uh, hell World, um, for a while, was the worst in the franchise. That's the one where... It was also the silliest in the franchise. That, that was like, when I heard that they were making Hell World, I was just like, all right, yeah what the fuck are you even doing man? yeah that, that's the one where instead of uh, uh a cursed puzzle box uh unleashing demons they're playing like uh, an mmo a, a, not even an mmo that's what they call it but i saw that game it's like a fucking flash game that you would have played on Newgrounds in like 2004 well what the what the fuck do you want this movie had a budget of like five thousand dollars yeah and the main plot is all about like some father trying to get revenge on the kids who we think are responsible for his son's death and then Pinhead shows up for no real reason? Or no, he's trying to get him to play the cursed games in order to, like, indirectly murder them. I think is the plot of of Hellworld. This movie sucks. Yeah, this is a movie that should never have been made. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, and uh, we we yeah we just we just did like direct to DVD bullshit for a while, and then they came out with Hellworld Hellraiser. Was it Judgment, the first one without Doug Bradley? 
Was it judgments or was it revelations? Revelations, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, the movie that allegedly Doug Bradley took a look at the script and after doing all of these fucking movies he just said no. I yeah. I can't. So they got some Yeah, like, the what the one where he just took a look at it and turned 360 degrees and walked away. Yeah. You finally you finally did it. You finally killed Doug Bradley. You broke his spirit. Uh yeah, that that was the first movie in a while that was written to actually be a Hellraiser movie, and it was, it, it's between that and Hellworld for the worst of the series. I think Revelations might be worse. I've actually heard good things about Revelations. I haven't well, there, seen it. There was but... there was one that came out after Revelations. That one I, I don't think, know about. I think the I think Revelations was still dog shit, but there was one that came out after Revelations that I've heard good things about. I I think those uh what those are the same movie. No, Hell uh Revelations came out in uh. 2000. Oh okay, Revelations is the one I was talking about. Yeah, and Hellraiser, Hellraiser Judgment came out in 2018, and that one uh, I still haven't seen, but I've heard good things about it. Yes. Revelations was the one that was too dog shit to for Doug Bradley to be involved. Judgment was the one that yeah I've also actually heard decent things about. Honestly, it's only eighty one minutes long. You could knock that out easy. Yeah. And then for a while they were kicking around the idea of making a Hellraiser remake that would have been PG thirteen. <laughs> well. That would have sucked, but that that movie would have been pathetic. Uh, ba- based on what I'm seeing here, a lot of people are saying it's like the best of the like direct-to-video Hellraiser movies, like basically like the best one since Bloodline. Yeah, yeah, I know. I like I said, I haven't seen it. I know a little bit about it enough to say like, okay, this movie looks like it at least has ideas, which I yeah. cannot say for most of the movies that preceded it. One critic raves, Hellraiser Judgment's biggest accomplishment is that it's actually good. <laughs> All of the acting is solid, as is the story. <laughs> You've cleared the lowest of bars. Uh, So, yeah. But, I mean, the, fa- the fact that we are talking about this as the series with the highest drop-off. Yeah, I, I can't even remember half the movies in the franchise. Well, I... I the ones that I have seen, I would prefer not to remember. Yeah. Like Hellseeker is just like one of the worst times that I've had seeing a movie, watching a movie. The, the one where they brought back Kirsty. Yeah. Hell, uh, hell, that was the sixth movie in the franchise. And I was just like, I'm just straight up. Not I'm straight up not having a good time, bro. <laughs> and it started out so good. Like it was based. There's a reason why it's like the most famous Clive Barker story. Yeah, Nightbreed never achieved the heights of uh <laughs> of Hell of Hellraiser. So yeah, um, which which do you think suffered more severely, uh, Hellraiser or Texas Chainsaw? <sighs> Hellraiser. Yeah. I mean, I guess that one went from a higher high to a much lower, more degrading low. You mean in terms of just like creativity? So I would say Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a better movie than Hellraiser. 
But Hellraiser, uh, but Hellraiser probably, is more. Yeah. But Hellraiser, I would, is I would mo- say that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a, probably a better movie than Hellraiser as well. But Hellraiser is definitely more imaginative. So yeah, Hellraiser is more imaginative. So we went from that to like not even writing original scripts for these fucking movies anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that is probably as severe of a drop off as you can get. Yeah, I mean that 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 was always the the greatest asset of the Hellraiser movies was that they were fucking just weird and imaginative and unique and until then, they weren't yeah and then they just started fucking sharting them out they're these yeah, were just like, like fucking like f- what was it hellraiser judgment um that was made for like fucking roger corman's fantastic four reasons where whoever owned the rights to hellraiser was gonna lose them have them revert back to i guess clive barker if they didn't do something with the with the license within like a certain number of years which yeah, that's just that's so, just disrespectful to the original film. So they just slapped something together, probably wrote the the script in an afternoon. Not even Doug Bradley could be bothered to be a part of it, and they just shat it out onto DVD so that they could cling on to the license for a few desperate more years. Yeah. And so that is why I am in favor of proclaiming the Hellraiser franchise as the steepest drop off. I think I would agree. Um, it's maybe a little bit unfair since the uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw series only had four movies to pick from. So maybe if it had gone on, it would have achieved similar levels of degradation. Yeah, but I mean, the f- the f- the the degradation of the Hellraiser franchise is predicated on the fact that it went on so long. True. Yeah. So yeah. All right. I'm 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 in uh, I'm in concurrence. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the last good Hellraiser movie came out with Hellraiser 2. You don't like uh, Bloodlines? Eh, it's nothing special. I I think it's fairly underrated. Yeah, but... And Hellraiser, ra- Hellraiser 3 at least gave us the Motorhead music video for Hellraiser. That shit rules. Yeah. I don't know if it's the most dignified, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, probably not, but I I enjoy it. Well, on that note, I think it's time to uh, call it a night. Indeed. My name is Ness. I'm David. This has been another Splatterpunks podcast. Thank you for listening, and good night. And remember, if you watch Hellseeker, your suffering will be legendary. Even in hell. If you don't listen to Splatterpunks, we'll tear your soul apart. <laughs>